All right, direct from the pumpkin patch, here he is, Doug Oster. We have a very special guest coming up in a couple of minutes, but let's begin on The Organic Gardener by telling you this is an hour in which we would love you to participate, especially here in the first segment and then the final couple of segments today. So if you have a gardening question, you need to call us right now, 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. And if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you will win an amazing certificate from the good folks at Sorgles. But it is that time of year, fall planting, the harvest, and so much more. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. Cold start to the day, that's for sure. 37 up on uh, Mount Oster, and then about 45 coming, th- Oster. <laughs> coming through the, uh, the, the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they did. They could shovel the driveway. Did you know that the guy who played the grandfather, Will Gear, was an actual botanist? What do you call him? A, a, a botanist? Botanist? No, yeah. I didn't. So he really, all the stuff that he would talk about on the show as far as gardening and flowering, I saw this the other day, and I went, I need to tell Doug that. So I wanted to relay that to you. Good night, John Bowie. Good night. <laughs> well, you know who comes the Walton's grass, don't you? Who? Lawn boy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, we do have a, on that cheery note, we've got a great guest at 7.15, Greg Newald, uh from Power Planter. We'll talk about uh, something pretty cool called Heidi's Hope Box that he's set up. The program to raise awareness for uh, a certain specific issue related to be- breast cancer. That's after the first break. And I've been using his Power Planter for... A long, long time. It is a great tool. No, it's not. A, this is not an ad. No one pays me to say anything about the power planter ball bogger. But that tool is one that you will pass down to the next generation. And our friend Andy Anrime from EV True Value, he carries that power planter auger uh, after seeing it, after uh, me showing it to him. He said, I've got to have that. So you can get it locally, too. We'll talk to him at 715. This week's free online gardening class, Thursday at 5 p.m., sponsored by Farm to Table of Western PA, is all about how to plant garlic and get five harvests next season. You know me and my garlic. Well, we'll have some other uh, things in the class, too. It's absolutely free, but you need to register to get the link, and we're having a lot of fun. We're talking back and forth during the class, but, of course, you can watch it later if you want to. Uh, it's it's really been great. We've got three more classes, so jump on there Thursday, 5 p.m. My first trip to Tuscany, listen to this, Rob, for next October is sold out, but I got great news. If you're still interested, I'm adding another week in Italy. <laughs> I'm going to be stuck in Italy for like 18 days, Rob. It's going to be tough. I know. Well, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> So uh, if you wanted to come with me to Tuscany and you saw that the first trip was sold out, I'm doing back-to-back trips. I'll be in, for that second one, I'll already be in Italy. I'll meet you there. Uh, It is a cool trip. Uh, It is the least expensive trip I've ever offered for Europe. I don't know how they did that. Uh, And uh, it includes Pisa, Florence, but then this is off the beaten path. Italy was something I've always wanted to do. Uh, you see these hill towns. It's, to me, the best part of Italy. And if you haven't been to Italy before and you want to see Rome, you can get an optional three days ahead uh, to go to Rome and see some other parts of Italy. Uh, I did a webinar last week, and so you can see every stop if you just go to the website. Go to DougOster.com. And uh, if the trip's right for you, you should you should get on there because, as I said, you know it's, it's a year from now, and I've already sold out one of them, so... Uh, a new experience for me, though, to do two trips in a row. And this Wednesday, 9 a.m., I'm going to be on Pittsburgh Today Live discussing one of my favorite things, which is bulb planting. 
So tune in there. Always glad to be on PTL. And speaking of bulb planting, you can win a $100 gift certificate courtesy of flowerbulbs.com. Now, flowerbulbs.com and I have been working together for a long time. They don't sell bulbs, but they're just like me. They want you to plant bulbs. And who doesn't want a $100 gift certificate for bulbs? All you have to do is go to dougoster.com, click on the contact button, and say, I want to win these bulbs. And we'll uh, pick somebody randomly on Tuesday, and you'll you'll be planting lots of bulbs with your power planter. So for many of us, this is it. This is the end of the season, or it might have been the end of the annual season for you last night, depending on where you live. Uh, I did not get a frost, which is always a relief, and I'm usually it's usually a, a, about a week later than than regular people get their frost, just from the where the the house is situated. But if you've got tomatoes still out there, and uh, I talk about this every year, some people, you know, they used to wrap them up separately in newspaper and put them in a bag. But I just, I take everything, all the tomatoes off. I divide them by, you know, real green, haven't changed yet, to blushing, to a little bit further along, put them in three separate bags, and just store them in a cool, dry place, and... As long as they've made that transition from bright green to just, you might not even see the, the difference in the color, but they've made that transition, they will slowly ripen. And in each bag, I put an apple because the apple produces this ethylene gas, which helps the the tomatoes ripen. And, and if you play your cards right and you happen to have the right tomatoes, you could be eating tomatoes from the garden for Thanksgiving dinner, depending on what you've got left there. And uh, I've got, I don't have that much. I probably have, gosh, I don't know, uh, maybe one bag left of tomatoes. Not a great tomato year for me. I heard, I know lots of people had a great tomato. You know, get out there, pick your peppers, you know, all these uh, tender crops. It's the end. It's over, you know. Take those, all that foliage, as long as it wasn't diseased, and put it in a compost pile. I hope you're composting. And I, you know, I'm growing this pepper that I've loved. It was a 1988 All-America Selection winner called Super Chili. And it's pretty hot. You know, think uh, ghost pepper is super hot. Think uh, jalapeno is kind of hot. This is right in the middle. I wouldn't eat one, just just a, a raw pepper. It's, it's too hot. Well, I had about 100 of them, and I, I thought, gosh, you know, I love hot sauce. So I decided to make my own hot sauce. And so I threw those, cut those peppers up, cut some onions up, cut some garlic up, put them in about a cup of water, cooked them for about 20 minutes, threw that into a food processor uh, with a little bit of vinegar, and just pureed it. And now that's sitting in jars in the fridge, and I'm going to leave it real chunky like that for now. And then I'm going to strain all that out of there in about two weeks and see what kind, see what kind of flavor we have with those seeds and everything in there. It's a good hot sauce. It will wake you up. Uh, and so it was a lot of fun. Lot, usually when, with uh, leftover hot peppers, what I do is I dehydrate them. And as I mentioned before, when you put them on the dehydrator, you have to have you have to either do it outside or have all the windows open because it is like tear gas. Uh, the first year I did it, I was like, oh, no, I got to get these windows open before my wife comes home. And then a different pepper that I grew uh, from Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds is called Habanda, H-A-B-A-N-D-A. And it looks like a ghost pepper. And I lost the tag. 
and I'd given some of the peppers out. And a friend of mine that works at Han Nursery, she sent me a picture. She goes, do you know the name of this one? And I was looking at it. And I said, did I give you that plant? She's like, yeah. I said, oh, man, I've got a, I said, was it real bright, bright green before it made that switch to orange? She said, yeah. I said, oh, that's Habanda. So it's a, a sweet pepper that has the smoky flavor of a, a habanero. And so these are weird because if you're used to eating like hot peppers and you eat this one, you're, you're going to get that flavor of the super hot habanero, but but the 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 heat never comes. And so it's a really great pepper. Uh, and and my my plants are just loaded, but they have not changed color yet. I always like to try and wait for them to change color. So we'll see what happens. And before we break, uh, I just want to say celebrate your goldenrod. Goldenrod is not a weed. It is a wildflower, and goldenrod is uh, is a great food source for all the pollinators, all the good bugs at the end of the season. That and wild asters, you know, those are not weeds. Those are helping our pollinators, and uh, that's an important thing. If you, if you don't like the thought of just having goldenrod growing wild in your garden, they do have cultivated varieties. And real quick, it's bargain time, bargain time, bargain time. Get to the nursery. They're giving stuff away. I got a beautiful perennial hibiscus uh, for a friend. You, you know, when he was he gave me a ride down to the nursery, I was picking up my truck. I said, "Come on, let's go to Hans." And boy, there's some good deals. Everybody's got stuff on sale. Tell uh, the folks who's coming up. Coming up next, Greg Newald. He's from Power Planter. And he's going to talk about a very special program uh, for awareness for breast cancer. That's coming up next on KDKA. And it's time, as promised, for Doug's special guest. Doug. Yes, we're joined by Greg Newald. He's the owner of Power Planter, and he's going to talk all about something that I think is pretty amazing that he's put together called Heidi's Hope Box. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Good morning, Doug. I'm good. How are you? Good. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. I love uh, the Power Planter bulb auger, but he has lots of other augers, uh, which we'll talk about uh, a little later on. But tell me about this project. Tell me what Heidi's Hope Box is and how it became something that you wanted to do. Yeah, so Heidi uh, is a friend of mine. We've been friends for a long time. Um, And a few years ago, she was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer out of the blue. And so every year in October, we do something to support uh, breast cancer awareness or research. And for the last few years, I've let Heidi kind of spearhead that. And this year she came to me and said, hey, Greg, there's a new organization out there because what I didn't know was I figured you went and got a mammogram and it said you're A-OK or, hey, there's stuff we need to look at. Well, there's apparently an issue with uh, dense tissue, which is way above my pay grade, mm-hmm. but basically it makes a mammogram look cloudy, so it hides stuff. And so... Three years ago, Heidi was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, and the reason was dense tissue. Every normal test had come back perfectly fine. So this organization, My Density Matters, is 100% for awareness, uh, mm-hmm. for people to know. And I think it it goes all the way to primary care physicians don't necessarily know, which is a little bit shocking. So Heidi, lo and behold to me, told me that uh, she uses – my augers um, to plant bulbs in the fall with the pure hope that she will still be alive to see them bloom in the spring. 
when she told me that, I was thrown back in my chair about as far as you could go. And um, so I think it's just an unbelievable message, you know. She had no idea, and by the time she found out, it was terminal. Um, and, I mean, she's doing extraordinarily well three years later, you know, due to advances in medicine and technologies and stuff like that. But it's still terminal. And, you know, she just wants uh, to be one of the last ones that gets that diagnosis. And raising awareness for this dense tissue issue is one of the key ways to do it. Uh, research is a whole other thing. But that that is her hope, you know, is that she's around in the spring to see the, the spring bulbs bloom and to also be one of the last ones. So we're doing this, and it's got a book, one of our augers, some bulbs in there, and a whole bunch of awareness. Um, there's stuff in there for the, the person to actually read and understand. But more importantly, being a former teacher myself, for them just to take to their primary care physician and just say, hey, doc, please spend two minutes. Look this over and make sure you understand it and know it. Um, and, you know, that in and of itself will save many, many lives. Oh, that's powerful stuff, Greg. So in Heidi's Hope Box, there are pink tulips. Is it a pink auger, too? Is it one of your pink augers? It is a pink auger, yes, one of your favorites. Yeah, it is one of my favorites. I, I have a couple of them. And then there's a book in there. Yep, so the book. A note from uh, Heidi. Yep, yep. And then and then a couple of cards and pamphlets on literature on My Density Matters and exactly what to look for. And again, I think that stuff is probably some of the most powerful stuff because you can read it over yourself, but then you can give it to a friend, a family member, um, you know, your doctor, which affects many, many people besides yourself. And it's just an amazing thing that this knowledge is not there. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I don't care if you're a, I mean, breast cancer can affect males too. It obviously is predominantly female, but it can, you know, if, if, if you're me, if you're Doug, if you're, you know, anybody, um, to have this knowledge and share it with your doctor or your wife or your daughter, or your aunt, you know, whoever, uh, is, is hugely powerful. So how much is the Hope Box? The whole box is forty nine ninety nine, uh, and that's delivered on your doorstep. And twenty five dollars of that goes directly to My Density Matters, so they can use it for more awareness. Um, and so there's also a, a button there that if you want to donate more to their cause, you can as well. But forty nine ninety nine, fifty percent of it's going right back to uh, the charity. No, oh, Greg, that that is just that's great work that you're doing. Uh, before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit about the business, about Power Planter. First off, just again, a beautiful thing that you're doing. You know, Heidi's Hope Box is wonderful. I use the uh, three inch by seven inch auger, and I have for I don't know how long now, years and years and years. But <laughs> when I've seen you at trade shows, there are augers that you could plant a tree with, right? Yeah, we go all over the gamut of sizes. Uh, we go from a 2-inch to a 9-inch diameter and 7 inches long to 54 inches long. We've had requests for guys. We've actually made an auger uh, over 20 feet long for a gentleman. I have no idea how he powered it or did anything else. But, yeah, we do the full range from homeowner that has a couple things they need to get in the ground and 
can't or don't want to dig a hole for um, all the way to something professional landscapers are using on a daily basis. And one of my main things is if you can do it with a shovel, whether it's easy or almost impossible with a shovel, um, our augers will make it 10 times easier and better for the plant because everything comes up minced up, even your nasty clay wherever you live. Um, and it, it will go backfill right into that hole. So the plant's a lot happier right out of the gate. Well, I'll tell you, I've planted thousands and thousands of bulbs with that bulb auger. And you can actually get one locally. You know, they, they have this power planter auger, a bunch of different ones, at EV True Value down in Bethel Park. But w- let's go back to Heidi's Hope Box real quick, Greg. What is the best way for people to connect with you about that Heidi's Hope Box? So the best way, they can go to our website, which is just powerplanter.com. Um, but one of the fun things about our company is we love to talk to people on the phone. So we are in the office uh, 8 to 4 Central Time, Monday through Friday. So if people have a question or they say, hey, I was listening to Doug and I just got a question, you can give us a call as well. Uh, our number is 217-379-2614. And because, to your point, we offer so many different augers, sometimes people just kind of get lost and they just want some <laughs> guidance. So, All right, Greg. Um, we love it. Thank you so much. Thanks for what you're doing. And all the information uh, that Greg talked about there, too, is also at my website at DougOster.com. I posted something there. Heidi's Hope Box is something very important, something you should look at. All right. We'll be back. Stay with us. Good morning. All right. Doug and I are back. You know, it would be a good idea just to go out to the pumpkin patch at Janowski's, get a sleeping bag, and go to sleep today in the sunshine. Beautiful out there. Have you seen that place when it's all dolled up for pumpkin land? It's awesome. It, I mean, there's, I mean, it's a fairy tale. It's one of the most incredible things ever. Did uh, you hear that ad though? Everybody has garlic. I saw the Chapins now has garlic. It, it, it's garlic planting time, folks. That's what that's what this class that I'm doing on Thursday is all about. And do you uh, ever have a day that you don't have a garlic? What? I, I did. I mean, I gotta believe every day you have like a little pinch of garlic. Definitely. That's good. That's why you never get sick. All right. Uh, And there's never a vampire anywhere near you. (laughs) All right. Here we go, folks. Uh, If you're the 10th caller, you win a $25 gift certificate to Janowski's 412-922-1020. Now listen, Doug wants to talk to you about your fall planting, your harvesting, looking back at the year that was, previewing what you'll be doing in a couple of months with the springtime. We'll be here before you know it. So if you have a question for him in the way of gardening, you need to call us right now. 866-391-1020. But tell them about your Italy trip. So popular, you're going to actually add a few days. Yeah, this is a this is the first for me. So I, you know, set up this trip to Tuscany for next October. It already sold out. But the people who were doing the trip said, well, you know, you could stay and more people could come and just meet them when they get there. I'm like, okay, if that's what you want me to do, that'd be great. And it's it's the trip I've waited for forever to put together it's it's called off the beaten path italy uh you know we do see a couple big cities pisa and florence and what all those have to offer but all these hill towns besides that are that's that's where it is that's where the the food and the wine and it's just going to be amazing and and the price point is the cheapest i've ever done for europe and so it's it's open now if you're interested take a look at dougoster.com see if that itinerary is right for you and as I said, I will be stuck, oh, in Italy for 18 days. That sounds awful. What is what is the food like? 
unbelievable. Like melt in your mouth. When we were on break, I was telling Rob about uh, a lunch or kind of a lunch dinner that my wife whipped up in like, you know, three seconds. You're good, amazing wife. Good man. Italian fare. You know, I don't know where it came from, but it, in 10 minutes, I, <laughs> the food was there. Uh, but I always thought of that. You know, when I go, people would tell me when they're, you know, oh, we got back. The food was so great. I'm just like, well, how much better could it be? from the Italian cooking that my wife does. How could it be better? But it's different. The, you know, I guess the best example is, is um, we're in, I can't remember the name of the town, but as always, I'm like looking around. I don't, you know, looking off the beaten path again, like three blocks away from the square, looking for a place where the locals eat. And I, you know, couldn't read the menu and I knew I wanted pizza and I pointed to a pizza and, it came with like pizza with really uh, amazing uh, melted cheese and asparagus on it. Ooh. And in the center was a little dish with little itty bitty balls of cheese, like in a cream sauce or something. And I just kind of looked at the waitress and shrugged my shoulders and pointed. And she just demonstrated, pour it on the pizza. And it was so amazing. I was actually sitting there with my laptop. I was actually posting something. I was working for one of those newspapers can't remember which one probably the pg you know posting 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 while i'm there and um it was so amazing that i had to save half of it and take it back to the bus and give it to my friends there and i said you got to taste this 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 is unbelievable and it's just, it was just a pizza like but it's the way they you know the freshness of the ingredients uh olive oil all that yeah, stuff. just everything it's it's just and it's just a a carefree place of all the places that I've been lucky enough to see, they're carefree and love family. You know, just love family. Uh, there's a guy, a friend of mine, just got back from Sicily. He he works at the beer store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I see him a lot. And uh, <laughs> Me again. He was talking to me about this trip for two years and picking my brain about how to go and, and you know, the flights and the food and everything. And, you know... And he wanted to see family, and that's what happens when you go. You know, if you happen to have family, you connect with them. They are, they're so happy to see you. And again, I don't know how they do it, dealing with tourists day in and day out, but they just, they're just laid back and mellow and enjoying life. And every time I come back, I swear I'm gonna, I'm gonna live the Italian lifestyle. And it lasts about a week. Is it true though? I mean, I've talked to people who have been there cobblestone streets, uh, you know, thatch roofs, uh, little gardens and picket fences. Is it really like that? Anyway? Yes, <laughs> it's exactly really? like that. I can remember the first time we went. It was my wife and I went for our 25th anniversary. It was the first time I ever traveled. I remember that. And I was so scared, so scared I couldn't even finish a beer before I got on the plane. And brother, that's scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I can remember being in this town and just looking at these gardens and seeing these sunflowers I'd never seen before, like a big yellow double that was just stunning. You look at the vegetable gardens, and again, the weather, you know, that's the other thing, you know, if you're going to use your ingredients, like our tomatoes here, yeah, midsummer tomatoes here are amazing, but as the season progresses, they're not as good. Well, there, they've got a summer that tomatoes love more than anything. <laughs> you know, you pick tomatoes and figs. Oh, that's the other thing. Figs. Oh, wow, I love figs. Visiting uh, my wife's cousin you know we hadn't seen him in 26 years and he greeted us down there like it was the next day and he had an orchard of figs overlooking uh the stromboli volcano 
the ocean. It's a nice picture. And just, yeah, standing up there, you know, you hear Ireland, seven shades of green. When you look out at this water, it's seven shades of blue. And just, this was where her grandmother grew up. And so we're standing on this hillside eating warm, fresh figs until we couldn't eat anymore. And these other, th the fruit off a prickly pear cactus. And so the next morning when I got up, they had picked a giant thing of figs and a giant thing of prickly pear fruit because they knew that we liked it, you know, and sat down to lunch at like 11 a.m., had our wine at 11 a.m. I, I refused the wine and I, I got the stink eye and I was like, you know, maybe I will have, maybe I will have a glass or two, right. uh, you know, then everybody like takes a little nap around two, three in the afternoon. Do they use a red out. sauce on their pasta or no? Uh, depends on the region. Most right. of the regions, yes, but all these other different white sauces and, and sauces you've never heard of before. And what it taught me was you don't have to have a thousand ingredients. You can have three superior ingredients and turn that into the best meal you've ever had. Uh, that's, that's, that's what I learned from, from Italy is that, you know, you, you see all these recipes and everything, but they take the, the basics and they use the best basics you can, the freshest, the, again, the best example of that is going, you know, we had the second week we were in this, um, in the shadow of this hill town called Orvieto and we we're staying at this farm for a week and we'd ride our bikes to the market every day, uh, their bikes actually. And I went in there about two in the afternoon and I started getting produce. And the guy came running over. By this time, we, we knew him. You know, not knew him, knew him, but we, he knew, we recognized us. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? No, I, I mean, I, I need this stuff. He goes, no, 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 no. The new produce uh, comes in uh, 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock. I said, I'm not, you know, listen, I'm not riding my bike all the way back down here. Let, let, me just, let me just take this produce you have here. He goes, no, 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 no. You go, you go home. I'll, I'll deliver. When you tell me what you want, I'll deliver it. So here's a guy who runs the market, you know, in the- And he wants you to have fresh. It has to be fresh. That place had seriously like 10 different types of prosciutto. It was just this little itty bitty market. And so an hour and a half later, here comes this little car down to our- house he knows the owners he waves at the owners comes in and he says okay here's your produce you know it was that it has to be fresh that's just all there is to it love it okay we're going to take a break but this is your chance to phone in and get a gardening question answered doug will take your calls in the final segment but before we go to break again the number 866-391-1020 tell them what they can find at dougoster.com Oh, boy. Lots of stuff. You know, check out especially Heidi's Hope Box. That, that's a really nice thing the power planter is doing. You know, you, you, you buy the auger, you get bulbs, you get a book, you get a note from Heidi, and half of what you're spending goes directly uh, to the charity and, and awareness of, of breast cancer and this thing called density. The de You know, the density, uh, it's just... Uh, it's just a great program. And so that and lots of other st stuff at DougOster.com. We'll be back. Your phone calls are next. Call us now at 866-391-1020. Good morning. All right, let's get going via the phone lines. Up first, it is Sydney Allison Park on KDK for Doug Oster. Hi, Sydney. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Um, Doug, I have a question. In the last class you had, you talked about the house plant Prince of Orange Philodendron. Mm -hmm. Can I buy that locally? Have you seen that anywhere? Huh, you should be able to. That's pretty popular. Uh, 
What uh, I'm sorry, I can't see that. What what area are you from? Um, Allison Park. Okay, so my first stop would be like a Sorgles. Um, I know I know both Sorgles and Han in the north have tons of of house plants. Maybe give them a call first, see if you can find that. But uh, actually, the in the class, the other philodendron that I had in there, the the uh, bright green one, that was actually from Sorgles. So maybe they have Prince of Orange too. That's where I would start. And it's a really cool house plant. You know, I did a, my last class. We talked a lot about house plants, and I learned about Philadelphia uh, philodendron Prince of Orange at Phipps. And you know, again, when we th- think house plants, we're always thinking green, green, green. But this one, boy, comes out seriously orange, and 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 has leaves that are kind of reddish. It's a pretty cool plant. So try there. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, and I'm close to both of those, so I'll. I'll jump aboard and see if I can find it. And I, I really appreciate the classes. My husband and I both do. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for taking them. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You have a good day now. Thank you. All right, let's say hi to Glenn. He's up next on KDK. Hey, Glenn. Yeah, um, good morning. Um, I was listening to your show last week, and you were talking about mason bees. And um, I was a little, couldn't quite understand the care of these mason bees boxes that you make making them isn't a problem i could do that i think they would make great christmas gifts um for because i have quite a few friends that are gardeners and you know they're interested in outside um gardening but it's the care of them that confused me if you could explain that to me um i'd appreciate it so that must have been steve talking about mason bees uh when i was off a couple weeks ago so what i know about mason bees is yeah you get the mason bee house uh, you know, get it in place. Uh, citing it is important, so they get the right amount of sun and that sort of thing. And then, as far as when they're nesting and all that, that part I don't know. And so, uh, reach out to me at dougoster.com. I'll hook you up with Steve, and we'll get all the information about mason bees for you. Uh, I really don't know a lot about them. You know, I know they're great pollinators, but I don't know the technical that's what, stuff. That's what. Yeah, that's the part that interests me. I wouldn't have the patience to raise honeybees, but these seem like you just stick them up in the south side. Yeah, I I don't think they, there's they a lot to themselves. I don't think there's a lot to do with them, but hook up with me online. We'll we'll talk to Steve and we'll see what the story is. All right, let's get Joe on the air here, Katie K. Hey, Joe, how are you? Good morning. Hey, good morning to you guys. Um, first time tomato grower, and I think I made a rookie mistake. Um, I live in a townhouse with an elevated deck, uncovered, gets full sun, and planted tomatoes. And the next thing I know, they're way over eight (laughs) feet high, and I couldn't keep up with them. Am I supposed to be topping them off like at around five foot or something like that? No, you know, you you could if you wanted to, but that that, you're you're in the same boat we all are. That that just happens. That's how they grow, and as long as you can get up and pick them. Don't sweat oh, it. The only okay. time we, the only time we really cut off those tops is in September, if we want those tomatoes that are on there to, to ripen. But you know, if you still have tomatoes on there before frost, I talked about this at the top of the show. Pick all those tomatoes off, put them in a bag with an apple, and they will slowly ripen for you. And hopefully, you'll be eating tomatoes all the way into Thanksgiving. I'm answering questions after the show at dougoster.com. It'll be a little later on this afternoon. Learn, learn more about my new Tuscany trip and how to register for Thursday's free garden class. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow. 
in every garden you grow. All right, Doug, good stuff. Have a great week. Thank you. Coming up, potatoes, mash them, bake them, fry them, all the ways to use potatoes. It is Joe and Frankton, T.C. the Coons Cooking Hour, and then Hepburn Tillotson, a Baird Company, your money and you, Mr. Meredith, with that morning commentary to kick things off right after local news at 9. Speaking of local news, that 8 a.m. news, minutes away with Rob Taylor on KDKA. Good morning.